Welcome, welcome, welcome to part seven of our series on the evil around us. My name is Dee Bowers with Exposing Truth Ministries in Houston, Texas. Our ministry's mission is to expose the truth by exposing the lies of Satan. This episode is titled Satan's Strategy. Behind every war and battle is a strategy and a strategist. It is imperative that we know the strategist and his strategy to be successful in a battle. In this episode, we will discuss how the strategist, Satan, tempts us and puts us in bondage to his kingdom. In past episodes, we learned that Satan was evil from the beginning And his purpose really is to serve the Lord by preparing those that follow Jesus for eternal life. Satan prepares us by exposing our sin and putting us through the fire to purge us of sin and make us closer to the Lord. Those that are not purged will remain a follower of Satan. Satan's strategy is to entrap man. And it is the same that he has used from the beginning of time. Satan is always looking for our weaknesses so that he can tempt us and entice us to turn our actions and attention to the world and to sin. God will never lead us to sin. It is always Satan that tempts us and exposes our hearts. Our job. Okay, our job is to understand his strategy and be proactive instead of reactive. And then that way we can nip it in the butt. It doesn't matter if you follow Jesus or not. Satan uses temptation to achieve sin, always using the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We have been given free will, which means God allows us choices. Adam and Eve had a choice, but it was their pride to be like God that led to their downfall and the downfall of mankind. Satan even tempted Jesus in the wilderness when he used two components of his strategy while Jesus spent 40 days in seclusion. But what did Jesus do? He refused. Though he was tempted in every way, just as we are, he resisted the devil and used the word of God to ensure victory over him. It is important that we recognize that these three areas of temptation will always precede our sins. If we follow the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, we cannot do the will of God, and therefore we cannot inherit eternal life. Let's talk about the pride or the pride of life that Satan uses to ensnare us. Pride opens the door very wide for Satan. Many people will disagree when I tell them pride is a sin. I proceed to explain the two types of pride, 
One is being proud of an accomplishment and the other is a pride that is arrogant and boastful, commonly referred to as haughty pride. Haughty pride is a sin, a nasty spirit that is the root of almost every conflict in life and especially in families. It can be summarized as an attitude of self, self-exaltation, self-sufficiency, and self-importance. It has divided churches, divided sisters and brothers, divided marriages, and destroyed relationships. Pride will blind you of your faults and make you look ignorant because everyone else sees it but you. It's like a cancer that destroys peace and common sense. God tells us throughout the Bible that he hates pride. Pastors of churches are destroyed by Satan with the pride of life. Too many pastors are worshipped instead of God. These pastors can do no wrong. They are put on a pedestal with excuses and free passes given when they sin. Per the Bible, pastors are held to a different standard. And if they cannot crucify their flesh, they need to sit down. Many enjoy the status, but we have seen many famous or rich pastors fall. God says, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. With haughty pride, Your value and self-worth are not rooted in God, but in yourself. You begin to compare yourself to other people. You make yourself out to be greater than you really are. You may have problems with bigotry and racism because you see yourself above others. Perhaps it's your house, your money, profession, cards, jewels, Anything that you've placed above God and you're proud of because you own it and others don't. If you are haughty, Satan will always have a spirit called Leviathan to keep you in bondage. Leviathan never comes to you by himself. Usually Jezebel, the spirit of control, and Python, the spirit that squeezes the life out of you, are always present with him. As a deliverance minister... Leviathan and Jezebel are probably the most common demons I have come against. Because he is the king of pride, he is one of the most difficult to uproot. He carries an attitude of superiority, haughtiness, boasting, and and arrogance. He attacks both men and women, but he prefers men and ministries. If he attacks the husband or father, the family can collapse. And if he attacks God's ministries, especially the leader or pastor, he destroys many with one big swoop. This spirit promotes self. So if you find critical and condescending attitudes towards others, self-glory and self-ambition and finding fault in others, you got Leviathan. When I started this ministry the first time, it failed due to pride, jealousy, control, and strife. The ministry lasted about seven months. 
I was left only with one other person. So it was the two of us for many, many years. Then we decided to focus on adding others so the ministry could grow. The same spirits tried to come in. The difference is I saw the signs and removed the the people if they failed to recognize these strongholds. I now teach everyone and warn them of the signs of pride in a ministry when they come on board. And of course, every minister in the ministry is required to have a complete deliverance every year. Leviathan is great at inciting conflict. He is very skillful at creating miscommunication. He will hide or distort what is being said or distort the words causing misunderstandings and miscommunication. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and that person heard something hurtful, condescending, or accusatory, and you stand there and wonder, where in the heck did that come from? I didn't say those words. The biggest hurdle is getting those that have him to recognize that they have a problem. They just can't see it. He has blinded them to their attitudes and their actions. Believe me, Leviathan and Jezebel are very conniving and very busy. The only way to effectively uproot Leviathan is through humility. Two other forms of pride are idolatry and witchcraft. The Lord says we shall not have any other gods before him or worship any graven images. When we break those commandments, we are prideful, making decisions against the word of God. Many people buy items that represent pagan gods or items that are used to worship these gods. We, we purchase items like Buddha statues and African artwork without realizing they represent other religions. We also have wall hangings, juries, pictures, statues that depict idols for prosperity and these artifacts. And we bring them into our homes to bring in good luck and fertility. Many times we purchase jewelry or wear jewelry dedicated to idols or prayed over by individuals to bring financial gain. All of these situations open the door to spirits. Satan has a legal right to dwell on your property if these items are present. Spirits don't have to have a host. They can attach themselves to items, property, or homes and can cause many issues. I absolutely love turquoise jewelry, but I pray over these items many times before I wear them and bring them to my home. I am not saying that every item purchased from other cultures or countries have spirits. I am just warning you that it is possible that these items were subjected to witchcraft or chance to bring wealth for the merchant or the creator. Just pray over any item that may be or that you know came from an unknown source. I want to share a story about how a piece of jewelry caused mental and physical issues for a 23-year-old woman. 
This woman had recently lost her father, and everyone thought her physical pain and insomnia was caused by grief. After many doctors and being subscribed different variations of meds, nothing was helping. Someone at her church referred her to Exposing Truth Ministries. So I met the young lady, and immediately, without any knowledge about her father, who was a Freemason, the Lord told me it was jewelry. The problem was a piece of jewelry. I asked her if she had any jewelry that was used in the occult given to her or purchased from a shop. She told me no. But I could not stop there because the Lord said it was jewelry. So I began to ask questions about the family. And there it was. Her dad was a Freemason before he died. I asked her if she was in possession of any jury from her father. She said, yes, my father was a proud Freemason and he left his ring to me. I told her to go home, get the ring and drive to a dumpster miles away from her house and throw it away. She did what she was told to do and immediately her pain left. I met with her a few days later, and she said she still had insomnia. So we prayed with her and was getting ready to leave when suddenly we heard a loud, gross voice screaming, Suicide! We immediately told that demon to leave, and the woman felt the spirit leave her body. That day was the end of her insomnia torment, and her pain. We were getting ready to leave when the Lord made it speak. Demons can hide, but they cannot hide or resist Jesus. Witchcraft is strictly prohibited by God. Listen to this. He said, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or a spiritualist, or who is someone who consults the dead. Anyone who does any of these things is detestable to the Lord. Many people who are Christians, they seek spirituality, knowledge, or power apart from God. And they should know that it is idolatry, but they do it anyway. Satan has a right to attack all those that practice witchcraft. If you get involved with anyone that talks about spiritual energy or using the four elements, fire, wind, sun, and water, to obtain spiritual knowledge or healing I have one word for you, and that word is run. A lot of spiritual organizations will take scripture from the Bible and misinterpret it to get you to open up your ears. They may show you examples of healings and miracles, but these are all of Satan and they are only temporary. Sometimes we are an unknowing recipient of witchcraft sent from someone else. 
I had a client that was referred to me by a church where the pastor did not allow deliverance prayer. But some of his ministers believed in it. I will never forget it. It was Christmas Eve and I received a phone call from the church. This woman was in a lot of pain and nothing was helping. She had been to doctors that diagnosed female issues. So they removed her uterus, believing that it was the cause of her pain. But when her pain did not subside, she ended up at the church seeking help. I went to her home, prayed with her, and the pain subsided. So we believed either it was that God took the pain away or she had a spiritual issue. I, of course, believed it was spiritual. So we scheduled some ministry time. But instead of her deliverance, her boyfriend fell to the floor and was delivered from unknown spirits. They just fled immediately when we started praying. I had no clue that her problem had anything to do with the boyfriend. That next Sunday, I was serving as a pastoral care crisis minister at church when the lady came to my table with her boyfriend. She was bent over in a lot of pain and was screaming for help. I knew the church preferred calling an ambulance or the police, but we were right next to some offices and I thought I would just take her in the back and pray for silence, not deliverance. The boyfriend only spoke Spanish, so I had to ask the young woman what was going on. I realized I was speaking to a witch that said she was the cause of the pain and the torment. My client was awake, but the spirit had taken over her consciousness and she could not hear what was being said. I asked the witch why she was there and she told me that the boyfriend's ex-wife had sent her to make my client infertile. The boyfriend was still sleeping with his ex-wife and the ex-wife wanted to get rid of my client out of his life. The ex-wife had cast a spell and told the spirit witch to stay until my client left the boyfriend. I broke the hex and told the witch she had to leave in the name of Jesus. The witch finally left, but not before telling us what the boyfriend was up to. He was sitting there right next to my client, but unable to understand what was being said because he only spoke Spanish. When my client woke up and came to herself, I asked her if she had heard any of the conversation. She said she had not heard one word. So I told her to ask her boyfriend to tell her about the ex-wife or I would kindly do so myself. I looked at the boyfriend and he looked at me in fear and left the room so he could explain what was going on. Immediately all the pain was gone and my client was set free of that spirit. Now my problem was dealing with the church officials. They were very upset with me, but what was I supposed to do? The Lord decided that this woman would be set free at that moment, that day, and at church, not me. I know many of you do not believe in witchcraft, 
but it is in the Bible and we are told not to touch it. Lust of the flesh is another method that Satan uses. His success rate is very, very high when he tempts us with lust of the flesh. Some of us, when we hear the word flesh being used, we think about it as it pertains to people or living things. Every human being is born of flesh, desiring food, water, shelter, and comfort. It can become a sin or lustful when we crave and desire it to a point of addiction. But when the Bible uses the word flesh, it is referring to our propensity to sin. We are born with a sinful nature that is dominated by rebellion. Therefore, our flesh desires to do what is against God. Any desire that arises from being worldly and pleasing oneself, disregarding God's moral compass, becomes a sinful lust. God gave us a desire for sex. But that natural desire can become sinful and turn into homosexuality, adultery, fornication, pornography, bestiality, and other sexual related sins. God who created sexuality set the boundaries for it. But we have decided that we can define what is a sexual sin and set our own boundaries based on our own desires. What is amazing to me is that Christians that profess Jesus are practicing sexual sin, even though the word of God says those that practice fornication, which includes all sexual sin, will not go to heaven. Lust of the flesh also includes excessive alcohol consumption, drugs, both legal and illegal. When we practice sexual sin, we open the door to some of the nastiest spirits. More than half of the people that reach out to us have spirits called incubus and succubus, also known as spiritual spouses. Why are they called spouses? Because they torment you sexually in bed at night and sometimes throughout the day. Let's address the other method that Satan uses. Lust of the eyes. In the Ten Commandments, there is a commandment about covetness. This sin is the lust of the eyes. To covet means to have a strong desire to have something that rightfully does not belong to you. It belongs to someone else. The lust of the eyes is the temptation to look upon things that we should not be looking at. One example is pornography. Pornography is rampant in this world and is a billion-dollar industry. Satan realizes that people succumb to sexual desires, and he uses porn to draw them into living fantasies that can easily feed into immorality and develop into deeper, hardcore sexual addictions. Porn is like a drug where the desire is to achieve a greater high making it addictive. Porn destroys marriages and can make an individual's sexual desires become violent and self-serving. Porn also opens the door to some very nasty spirits. 
Some of these spirits will torment you in your dreams where you actually experience sensations of being touched and experience sexual abuse and acts that you may have viewed in your porn videos. Whether it is all in your mind or an actual sensation, it is scary and it feels real. We get many calls for help with sex demons where the individual is so embarrassed that he or she refuses to share the experience or terror with their spouse. All battles with Satan start in the mind. He builds strongholds in your mind that you allow to form and breed. Strongholds open the door that allow the three strategies to manifest. A stronghold is a faulty thinking pattern based on lies and deception. And deception is one of the primary weapons of the devil because it is the building block for a stronghold. What strongholds can do is cause us to think in ways which block us from God's best. This incorrect thinking pattern is formed when a person pays attention and listens to the deception that the devil feeds them. Let me explain what feeds mean. You may have heard that Satan whispers in your ear. What he is doing is working on your weaknesses by speaking deception in your ears. A stronghold does not necessarily indicate demonic activity in a person, but demons are often found feeding on that stronghold, which can open the door to sin or destruction. Take bigotry, for example. Bigotry can be a stronghold that is developed as a child, maybe due to the parents' attitudes. This stronghold may not be demonic, but the enemy will feed on that stronghold until it causes problems relating to others in the personal or professional life. The intolerance of opinions, identities, or lifestyles can become so strong that it could very well cause the person to become violent or open the door to destructive behavior or thoughts. The source of the stronghold could have very well been demonic from the parents, but the child has a choice to reject it or receive the deception. If received, Satan will continue to speak deception until a door has been opened to a haughty spirit. This haughty spirit or the spirit of pride takes root and brings in his buddies. Let's look at rejection as an example. Say as a child, you were repeatedly rejected or verbally abused by your father. The enemy can use your hurt and disappointment as an entry point into your life. Every time you feel rejected, the enemy builds on those feelings until he has the stronghold of rejection rooted in your life. This spirit of rejection has opened a door for demonic activity. This stronghold of rejection now has a demon attached that can cause irrational thoughts concerning the father and cause you to view yourself as inadequate. It could bring in other spirits that could cause depression, make you contemplate suicide, or cause you to be shy and timid. 
Once the stronghold has a spirit attached, we must tear down the stronghold and cast out the spirits. One other entry point that Satan uses is illness. When we are sick, we allow ourselves to have doubt and anger, depression, fear, and many other strongholds. The Lord says that we are to have faith and put our trust in him when we are sick. What happens is a spirit will always attach itself to the illness. That spirit will cause more pain or sickness in that area of the infirmity. But once the spirit is cast out, God can heal the infirmity, but the pain is usually less. We need to remember that behind every war and every battle and every attack lies a strategist, the mastermind of the ultimate plan of attack. In our case, the the strategist is Satan and his kingdom. He knows his opponent very well. He watches us, observes our behavior, and then cunningly yields his schemes to get us to fall into his trap. Satan attacks you when you are at your weakest and most vulnerable. And his scheme is so widespread that if he cannot destroy you, he'll aim his attacks towards the people closest to you and destroy interests that are important in your life. As we move forward in this series, we will learn more about Satan and how to win our battles and claim victory. If you would like to receive teachings, emails, and notifications, go to our website at www.exposingtruth.org. We ask that you subscribe and like us. We also ask that you support this ministry so that we can continue to teach the truth by exposing the lies of Satan. Stay awake and informed. And again, keep us alive to your support. This is Pastor D with Exposing Truth Ministries.